millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. Uh, I'm John Norman. Alongside me, Steve Harmison. We're just two days out now from the first ODI in the West Indies. Uh, England uh, arrived on Tuesday. TalkSport had already been there for 24 hours by the time they uh, touched down. Uh, we're going to hear, or rather you will hear, from Ben Duckett and also from Mark Butcher, who is part of uh, the TalkSport commentary team, as is Steve Harmison, of course. Plenty to talk about on the show. Thanks for joining us. Um, and head over to YouTube as well, Cricket uh, YouTube channel, with plenty of content over there. But for now, you're listening to Following On. OK, Harmy, uh, good to see you. Um, it all gets underway on Sunday, of course. Let's talk about the ODI series. We'll talk about the T20s another time. But of course, uh, the first one gets underway on Sunday. And I suppose if England had just swatted everybody aside in the World Cup or even reached the semi-finals or even reached the finals, whatever, this in, this series would, wouldn't be quite so interesting in a way. The fact that, uh, as many people have said, and we'll hear others say, no doubt, I'm sure we will say it, it's a chance to chance to go again. Um, and actually, we've had all the doom and gloom. I kind of feel like it's time to get excited again. Yeah, I think the, the most important thing about this series is the restart. And that, and I know it was being mentioned of the restart. We mentioned if England had got the semi-final, if England had got the final, and even if England had gone on and won it, I reckon the same 15 players or similar 15 players would be in the Caribbean. Because I think a lot of the players that have, have moved out of that World Cup squad I don't think we'd have got the Caribbean anywhere. One for injury, one for you know age, and and looking, you know, having an, an, another look at the at the next crop of players who you know played against Ireland, you know, played against Pakistan when we all, we had uh, Bangladesh. Sorry, when we had a team in New Zealand and a team in, in Bangladesh. So I think this this squad would have been cobbled together the same. But just under now, it's under a different circumstances. Now there's a little bit more microscope on it. Now there is, there's more pressure. I think more pressure on Josh Butler and one or two of the players who have, who have have come over from India. So, yes, it's going to be an exciting series for one or two. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the fast bowlers. You know, little talking points. I'm I'm intrigued to see how the way the the, the makeup of the eleven is, and we'll come on to that in a, in a second. And when you look at the group that's been 
you know, compiled to go to the Caribbean, especially for the 50 over competition, it looks as though England are going back to players who have played, who are playing multi-formats, as in, i.e. the red and white ball. Because if you look at the potential top three, I don't think it will be the the, the top three for, for the starting game, but the potential top three could be the same top three that play test cricket in Crawley, Duckett and Pope with Brook in at number four. And all of a sudden, you're now looking at the England test side as being looked at as the, the you know the, the benchmark for the white ball side going forward. And it always used to be the same. It was, you know, when Ben Stokes took over, he was looking at more dynamic cricketers who can, you know, whack the ball at the park and, you know, play the the sort of more positive game. And that was off the back of 2015, Owen Morgan sort of ripping the, you know, the test players up and St. Anderson and Broad and Cook and Bell, see you later, we're going to go with these players and this is how we're going to build. And that's how it happened for seven and a half years. So it looks as though we're going back a little bit full circle and going towards more players who play red ball cricket because that's what the squad seems to be made of. Okay. Well, you mentioned pressure then. Um, Two men who don't feel any pressure are Sam Ellard, who's out in the Caribbean for talk sport, and Ben Duckett, who, of course, has had a a superb uh, year or so. Uh, The two caught up. Let's have a little listen to what uh, Duckett had to say. Ben, Good to be here in the in the Caribbean. A couple of weeks on from a disappointing World Cup campaign for for some of the boys. What have been the main messages in the build up to to this series with the lads here in the West Indies? Oh, to be honest, like as a, it's like a young group coming in, so I, I feel like it's important not to overcomplicate things. You know what's been has been, and it's just an amazing opportunity for kind of a group of players who haven't been able to play white ball cricket for England. So we, we all sat down and had five ten minutes each with Motty and Joss yesterday. Um, but more just about how England play, but I feel like you don't really need to be told that. We know kind of how England go about their cricket. So, um, yeah, the, the more important thing is it's just exciting that we've got this fresh young group who's really talented. And for you, Ben, you've become a mainstay in the Test team over the last sort of 18 months. How big of an opportunity is this for you here? few players rested. You must see this as a real big opportunity to try and take this, take this chance, I guess, right? 100%. You know, every opportunity to play for England is a big chance to go out and showcase what you can do and... You know, I've I found it close to impossible to break into that team for, for nearly 10 years now. So, yeah, it's really important to go and kind of do what I do. You know, with no pressure, I don't feel like I'm under too much pressure. It's, a, it's an amazing country that we're at and, um, you know, lovely weather. So I'm going to just enjoy the next few weeks. And, you know, I feel in really good form. I've, I've kind of been away from cricket, but I've been training with Knots the last kind of three, three or four weeks. So, yeah, I'm kind of raring to go now and, and fairly fresh. And again, the key message, as you touched on earlier, is despite the disappointing World Cup, you look at some of the players here and some of the guys not even here, the quality, the depth and quality in white ball cricket is scary, isn't it? I think so, and, you know, that's the biggest thing, you know. Teams can have bad campaigns, and unfortunately that happened last month, but you only have to look at the guys who aren't here in this squad who have missed out, you know, how exciting the next kind of generation of white ball cricket is going to be. So, yeah, to, to, to kind of start that off and be in the squad, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy. So listening to Ben Duckett there, and it's it's baseball, isn't it, in terms of taking the pressure off, enjoying yourself, and just trying to live in the moment, take the positives, yada yada yada. I mean, it's it's quite clear. So um, let's have a look at that batting order then, because while you were talking a few moments ago, I started scribbling down what I expected to be, you know, what could be the eleven, and of course Crawley was captaining in that series, wasn't he, against Ireland? And in that series, 
think I'm right saying Jackson Salt were opening up for England. Um, Duckett has, has spoken about taking 10 years to get into this side. So, so, but listening to what you were saying, you, you have a feeling that Duckett and Crawley will open with no. Pope at three. I think I think Duckett and Salt will open. Duckett and Salt three. I, I'm not sure. I think the thing with Ollie Pope, and I'm 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 pleased he's there, and I want to see, like I said on the collective the other day, I'm intrigued to see how he goes about playing the white ball format of the game because he scores quickly in red ball. He does his average for Surrey is ridiculous. He plays white ball cricket for Surrey and does it well, but I think he's there to get some practice ahead of. The test series in India, first and foremost, and he probably is the next cab off the rank when it comes to, you know, fighting for a, a white ball place. Um, and I think one of the reasons he's there as well, he, he desperately needs some practice because he's missed the back end of the summer. And there is a possibility, and I still think there's a high possibility that Ollie Pope will captain the first test match in India if Ben Stokes doesn't make it. You know, we're 50, 54 days out, Ben's just a knee operation. So I think getting Ollie Pope some competitive cricket might be a good thing. Um, but whether he's whether he's up and ready, will he play the first test, the first one day at national? I'm not so sure. I think I would go with Phil Salt going in first with Ben Duckett and Zach Crawley at three. If Crawley's if Crawley's going to play, if Crawley doesn't play, then Pope bats at three. Um, whichever way you're going to go about it, and then my order from there would be Brooke Butler and Jacks would be my top six. So. So Jax doesn't open for you. Jax comes in at six. So you're saying Duckett, Salt, Crawley, Brook, Butler, Jax. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jax. At, uh, as much as I, I thought Jax should have opened leading into the World Cup instead of Johnny Besto and then Jason Roy, which give the selectors, Rob Key and the selectors, a chance to make an easier call leaving Jax out than leaving Milan out when Roy was fit and Besto was fit. Um, I think Will Jacks for me, I'd earmark him as that Moen Ali replacement. Because for me, when you're looking to pick this side, the game plan hasn't got to change. Just the components inside the game plan. So can you find the components inside the game plan to mirror what's been working? Take the last, take the World Cup out of it. Over the course of the last five or six years, what's been working for England and been the success there have been a white ball 50 over cricket? Two players at the top, attacking the power player. A, a batter at three who <clears throat> can potentially bat for a longer period of time. And I think that's where Oli Pope might come into it. And then you have you know, you, 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 your hitters, your range hitters, your big hitters at five, six, and seven. So for me, I, I'm looking at Will Jacks and thinking, right, if you could have played the Mo and Ali role, I'd, I'd, I'd trust him to bat at number six with Liam Livingston at number seven. And say, right, my five, six, and seven would be Josh Butler, Will Jacks, and Liam Livingston is my five, six, and seven. So I'm still keeping the same game plan, the blueprint, which has made us a very, very successful side over the course of the last five or six years. But obviously just changing the, the obviously the players have to change. So keeping the role for the 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 the, the um the dynamics of what is needed in them phases, attack the power player. Two batters in the middle order who can who can play exp- you know can play explosively, but we'll we'll sort of run it around and make sure that they um, are are given the platform for five, six, and seven. And I think that number three and number four could be 
Zach Crawley or Ollie Pope at number three, and definitely Harry Brook at number four with the power to come in at five, six, and seven. Okay, we'll talk about the uh, the bowlers in a minute, but let's hear from Mark Butcher, uh, former England uh, number three and opener and captain uh, and part of the TalkSport commentary team. Um, he was on with uh, Charlie Baker and Paul Hawksby on TalkSport. One of the new boys, John Turner, I was reading a little piece with him today. He's been uh, chatting to the guys uh, out there ahead of it, very much looking forward to it. So it's a bit to prove, isn't it? It's a bit to prove after what went on in the World Cup from England's point of view. Um, yeah, I mean, you could look at it like that. You could also look at it um, that it's the beginning of a new four-year cycle up to the next World Cup, and there will be a lot of the new faces that are England, England squad for uh, for this one in the West Indies will be part of that um, in four years' time. So it's it's the start of a new era, really. So it's it's pretty exciting on on that score. And if you kind of you know you wipe away the uh, the, the bitter memories of the World Cup. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's the start of something new for, for Matthew Martin, Josh Butler as captain and coach, um, presuming, of course, that they stay in that post um, right the way through to the next one. I mean, a lot of the players, and I'm sure you've spoken to them, but a lot of them seemed at a loss as to why it went so badly in the World mm. Cup. I mean, they, you know, they seem to think their preparation was right and everything was, I mean, they, they honestly seemed quite dumbfounded that they'd been that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly unusual that you'd get a, an entire squad really I mean it wasn't just the the batters the bowlers had a, a rough time of it too and sort of really struggled to get into the tournament um you know the players of that quality um who have you know garlands um of world cups in t20s and 50 over cricket that they would all play so badly all at the same time um you know so we're all a little bit baffled as well if you'd have told me that that squad going down there despite the fact that there you know there were one or two issues with one with one or two players um, in terms of sort of fitness and form, if you'd have told me that that collectively they wouldn't have made um, a, a really good run for the semi-finals, I'd have said you were mad before it started. This seems a good place to go to audition for the uh, England team as any. But if you've got players like Stokes who are out and he's just had his knee operation, is it in the back of your mind that I'm never going to get this? I'm never going to get this spot full time. So is that does that work for you or against you, Butch? No, I, I think I really do think it's going to at the start of a clean slate. I, I don't, I can't see Ben Stokes playing any one day, one day international cricket sure. between now and the next World Cup. Um, you know, there are plenty of others for whom um, one day internationals would seem to be a, a, a good thing to miss um, at this stage in their careers. Don't forget Liam Levingston. Quite often in that in, in the teams that England put out in the World Cup was the youngest player in it, and he's thirty. Um, mm. You know, and so that some of those guys will be in the, you know, in the prime of their careers, perhaps, or just coming towards the back end of their careers. But four years' time, when the next World Cup comes along, they'll be they won't be playing one day international cricket anymore. So, as I said, it, it's a really exciting time for for the likes of, sort of Phil Salt. Harry Brook is going to be sort of like mm. a major linchpin in that batting lineup, so he gets the chance to be sort of the main man. Um, you know, Sam Curran suffered a bit of you know disappointment in the World Cup for the first time, really, in his England career where things mm. haven't gone great for him. He'll be looking forward to sort of nailing down a role um, in an eleven in which he will be a major part of rather than a peripheral part. So there's plenty of things to play for for lots of guys. Uh, and not not least the fact that a lot of these players don't play a massive amount of 50-over cricket for their counties. Mm. So they, they're almost learning on the job. They have to get as many um, international 50-over caps under their belts between now and um, now and the World Cup in 27. Um, in in order to be in the sort of in, in the sort of shape where they might think about making a challenge for winning that one. 
And what kind of uh, opposition do you think the Windies will be for England on the tour? Which, I mean, they're, they're, they were saying yesterday, probably a better T20 team than a one-day team currently because yeah. they didn't qualify for the World Cup. But uh, are they are they bouncing back in 50 overs a bit? Well, they're, they're a bit in flux as well. That's, so they're, they're picking some players with no with zero international experience. But they've also, you know, they've also got 33, 34-year-olds making, making debuts as well. Um, you know, perhaps more about the people who aren't going to be playing in this series for them, people like Jason Holder and um, Darren Bravo. There's been a big hoo-ha about his non-selection. Um, so they're, they're going to be... It's it's never easy going to win in the West Indies, for sure, but they're, they're not going to be sort of brimming with sort of the names that you would normally recognise in, in white ball cricket for the West Indies. And, and therefore, you'll have two teams who are perhaps a little bit unsure of themselves um, going at each other over this three-match series starting in Antigua. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mark will be back uh, leading the commentary on Sunday. Some familiar names uh, will be appearing on the channel. You won't be, Harmy, because of train strikes. You can't get down to London. But uh, you will be back uh, in your rightful place for the second uh, ODI and the third. Okay, so let's look at the bowlers because um, Livingston was a surprise when you named him. I had a feeling that uh, Sam Curran might might sneak in there and you know do you need jacks and livingston in the same side does that mean you don't play ahmed because i thought ahmed would be a shoo-in no I'm, I'm playing three seamers i'm playing three seamers and and i'm going down the route of having livingston livingston jacks and ahmed between 20 overs and saying and and the, the worry would be the three seamers aren't your banking seamers so in, in number eight you want a left arm option, which obviously is Sam Curran, that he would come in for me at number eight. I would go with Brian Carson at number nine and get back to that Liam Plunkett role of hitting the deck hard and looking for wickets in the middle period. And I think Carson is the closest thing I've seen to Plunkett um, since Liam's finished. And I think 
Liam was so underrated in that team. He really was. I mean, when Liam Plunkett left that that England team, you could see you know, they tried everything. If the formula changed a little bit, Mark Wood had a go at trying to get middle well over wickets. I know Rashid had to bowl a little bit earlier as opposed to being that little bit later when Owen Morgan didn't have that Liam Plunkett back, batting rank. And I think Brian Cast can fill that role comfortably. Um, be a big ask for them to bowl 10 overs each, but they've got to learn. And that, for me, would be... So my bowling attack for this game would be Gus Atkinson, number 11, Riyad Ahmed, number 10, Brian Cast, number 9, Sam Curran, number 8. So there's four bowlers, and then you've got Livingston and Jacks, five and six bowlers. So you're basically looking at 20 overs of spin, and it will turn. In the Caribbean, it will turn. All these fast and fancy pitches from yesteryear. No, they're not. They're nowhere near as as quick and as bouncy as what they were. So, and that would leave out if I if I went on my side, that would leave out Ollie Pope, Matt Potts, Tom Hartley, and John Turner. Now, looking at the the, the bowlers, especially that I'm leaving out, I think Potts, Hartley, and Turner, I think probably are the ones to miss out if you're looking to pick an eleven with. Atkinson should get ahead of Turner from the quick bowler point of view and Potts. Curran, your left arm option, you need a left arm option. You know, Topley's leading the race in T20 cricket and he, he was leading the race in, in the World Cup. And I think, again, it comes back to what I said about the batting unit. You've got to find a role, find find somebody to fill the role that that role was working for you. And don't think they replaced Liam Plunkett. And I think he was a big, big miss. So... For me, that's where cast fits in. So that would be my 11. So I'll go from the top. Phil Salt, Ben Duckett, Crawley or Pope. I'm not really bothered which one. Um, probably go with Crawley at the, at the start. Harry Brook, four. Josh Butler, five. Will Jack, six. Liam Levinson, seven. Brian Cast eight. Sam Curran, nine. Red Ahmed, 10. And Gus Atkinson would be number 11. That would be my team for the first game. Good stuff. I'm writing all that down. I might, I might uh, put that out there, see if people agree. I mean, I can't disagree too much. I think I'll go with Pope, personally, at three. Yeah. Um, I'd be that tempted with I'd, I'd be tempted with Jax to open. I'm not quite sure you need Jax and Livingston unless you do not feel that Ahmed can bowl 10. And if Ahmed can't only, bowl... My only thing with that is... Uh, my only thing with that is, if, you, if you're going to play... If, if somebody's going to be left... It, Salt, Duckett, Crawley. They've got about one, two, three. There's nowhere yeah. else they can bat. And I think Will Jacks can bat lower down if need be. And I just look at that role that Mo and Ali is going to vacate. I think this could be Will Jacks' role in 50 over cricket for, for a number of years. And I'd like to see him really grab that with two hands. Mo and Ali, Liam Livingston, Joss Butler in that middle period was successful for England. I'd like to think that Livingston... He's got to come to the party. Yeah, he has not had the greatest of time in the last 18 months. So can Jacks fill that Mo and Ali role? And I think that is a powerful middle order for England. Okay, well, we'll find out on Sunday, won't we? Um, when the first ODI gets underway. We go to air at half past 12 in the afternoon. So join us on TalkSport 2. We'll be streaming on the Cricket uh, YouTube page, the TalkSport Cricket YouTube page as well. So check us out there. You can see our ugly mugs, as well as that listening to our dulcet tones. Uh, hi, mate. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, I will uh, oh, I'll see you next week. Um, uh, you'll be back as we're following on. We'll be releasing a podcast every day of uh, England's tour of the West Indies. 
And as I say, head over to YouTube, type in TalkSport Cricket, and you can find our page there as well. But for now, thanks for listening to following. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.